following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast, episode number 162, One Piece of Palooza. You guys tired of us talking about One Piece yet? Yes? Good. We're going to talk about it again today. The Toonami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast for August, the week of August 16th, 2015. I'm your host, Jim Nelson, and with me tonight is... Paul Biscrilla, founder of TsunamiFaithful.com. And... Jen, a.k.a. Tarzana. And in a last-minute edition... Your wonderful data monkey, Cole Burr. Yep, uh, Darrell had a personal emergency, so he could not make it, unfortunately. Maybe he but, pops in later in the show, but... Uh, yes, maybe. Maybe. But, uh, but, Cole, he left me something. Do, do you want some bananas? <laughs> no. 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 I'll take one. Okay, here you go. Oh, I'm sure you will take a banana. Hey. Oh! And hey, I'll take two. <laughs> All right, this this just got a little out of control. I like the way you think, Jen. But anyway, on to on quickly to the Akame Ga Kill episode recap, a little flipping of the script from last week. It's the Akame Ga Kill recap, and it starts right now. Music Man, give me a beat. Akame Ga Kill, Episode 2, KILL THE AUTHORITY! Leone introduces Tatsumi to Night Raid's other members, Sheila, Mine, Bulat, Lubbock, Akame, and their leader, Nagenda, and learns of Night Raid's mission to overthrow the capital's corrupt prime minister and set up a new, more democratic government in its place. As a result, Tatsumi accepts their offer to join, although he wasn't really given much of a choice. It was either join or work in the factories, which... which is worse. Yeah. <laughs> Or die, psychopaths. Die. Yeah. <laughs> or psychopaths. Die or die. Die now, die later. I don't know. <laughs> he is then paired up with Akame for his first lesson in training, which is merely cooking food and fishing for Night Raid, which upsets him. Fish on. Fish off, Daniel-san. He then receives his first mission, to assassinate a corrupt captain of the capital's security force named Captain Ogre. He has layers. After succeeding, he gives his report only to be stripped down by Akame to see if he was lying to save his pride and hide his wounds, which would have been fatally infected. After Akame concludes he wasn't lying, Tatsumi is accepted into Night Raid before being told that he will be trained by Mine next, much to his displeasure as they butted heads during their first meeting. And she took all of his booze money. Yeah, well, actually, that's probably <laughs> that's more of a Leone move, I would say. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, because she, she strikes me as the hard-drinking, lush kind of type. My type of girl? Yeah. I was going to say, wait a minute. Is that Jen in anime form? 
<laughs> she did say two fingers in this episode. She did. She did. Well, <laughs> I haven't had a chance to mention that in a while. Since I've been catching on to our podcast, I know. I, I know. How do you? How much you want to bet that um, Sentai at the last minute was like, guys, you got to change this. You got to make this reference to the podcast. Are, are, are we sure that Alec von David wasn't doing this? <laughs> or he was? He was whispering in the uh, in the director's ear the whole time. Now I want you to use two fingers and as many episodes as you can. <laughs> Why? Because it's part of the Toonami Faithful podcast. Oh, those guys. guys. They're you awesome. can find it on SoundCloud. <laughs> SoundCloud.com slash Toonami Faithful podcast and iTunes and Stitch. Oh, wait, I was plugging. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, doesn't that come later? <laughs> it's like, what are we going to stick to the script? All right, go ahead. talking What's... about the episode. Oh shit! Wait a minute. Oh, there's the script. It's Paul we're yeah, talking we about. He's going to go back and forth. We have True. no script. Why bother to rehearse? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, what did people think of this second episode of the uh, drug-addled and bloody Akamega Kill? Cult. It's awkward. I mean. The show tries to pull off the Full Metal Alchemist approach to writing, and it just kind of comes off as weird. It's good for, for, for what they have shown, but it, it, it's just like there were a couple of instances where I just kind of had to sit there and be like, huh, I kind of get the joke, but why are you doing this now? Well, it's not just that. It's also a case of like, dude, you're giving me mood whiplash here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Either keep it I mean... I keep it enjoy. serious or keep it joking. I mean, Full Metal Alchemist did it right, but in this situation, it, it, it's just like, Oh, look. Oh, look. Bikini. Huh? I mean, I understand they're going to jump into the lake, but for that type of a character, I wouldn't have expected that. Mm-hmm. Well, that I mean, the whole stripping him naked thing at the end. That was, I mean, at least it had us. At least they explained that action. I mean, we have to give them at least that. Right. But I mean, I, I was just kind of like, well, they could have just made a checking his clothing joke and then made a reference to whether he wore boxers or briefs. Possibly. It, I mean, it's, been it could have gone any number. It could have right, gone any number right. of ways. It could have gone any number of ways, but it, it, it just seemed like the jokes they were attempting to pull didn't quite fit the situation that they were going for a lot of the times. It's just like, I don't know if I'm watching a rom-com or an action flick at this point. It's too hard to tell. Well, it's and we are only two episodes in right, as well. Right, right. Because, you know, we can, usually, you can't glean anything from two episodes unless well, it's a six-episode series. <laughs> right, and I usually wait till five episodes in most cases, but even yep. then it's just like the jokes in this episode were like, okay. I mean, the action was surprisingly well done. I mean, the fight against Captain Ogre was pretty good. It was a lot of fun. I like that fight. Um, actually, let's first get everybody else's thoughts on the show. Uh, Jen, what did you think of Akamega Kill and Leone's boobs? Leone's boobs, fantastic, of course. <laughs> but uh, I think it's a good show. Right now, I think I still need to give just to see what I really think. I think it's trying to be serious and it's trying to be funny and it cuts it off way too soon. You don't really get to feel what it's trying to put out. Right. And that's my issue with it right now. Yeah, I mean, it's... But, I mean, it's hard to say whether it's trying to set a tone or not, but I mean... We kind of have an overview of what it's supposed to be, it, or, what, or of what it wants basic, to be. Yeah, the, right, it has good plot, yeah, there's enough of a plot set up to where you understand what's going on. They just haven't detailed enough of it yet for it to make, I wouldn't use the word sense, but to make it cohesive. Well, not so much that. I would say um, 
Maybe not even that. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to go with uh, the assassination of the weak approach while also building not just the world, but also they're building up uh, Night Raid and Tatsumi as, um, you know, the, as our characters and stuff. So, but it, they, so they're using the assassination of the weak as a, uh, as a framing device. Yeah. Well, I also think they're trying to show these people as human and also not like, okay, well, these guys are just killing machines. That's it. Mm-hmm. They did make a lot of references to their own mortality and stuff. It's like, hey, we're, <laughs> hey, we're assassins. We're going to die at any moment. And we know this. And yet we still do it. And we're just holding on and making assassinations and making ourselves known so the rebels can come in and swoop on in over Endor and wait, I'm in the wrong area. <laughs> I have the wrong planet. fiction. What I have the wrong fiction. What did I tell you about opening that door, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of happy we got to uh, see what Bullet looked like because I swore for a minute Dandy was in the show. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I will that say um, that was <laughs> that was just an awesome moment. It's like, wait, who's that guy? Oh, that's the that's the guy who who sounded really really creepy when he picked you up on the thing. Oh, that's the guy who sounds gay. <laughs> ah, so he's a da- he's a dandy assassin. <laughs> Something along those lines. I don't know. I have a feeling that um, Bulat could be one of the more uh, interesting characters in this show, provided they keep it. They you know don't like overly broadcast like they don't trope Japanese. them out right they so don't th- trope them out because that would be well, a I problem think it's Mine, the 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 pigtails one who he's mm-hmm. being thrown up again or he's uh training with next mm. yeah the thing about bulat is that you know i mean as a having watched a lot of anime and done some reading into the japanese um attitudes towards uh towards same-sex couples and you know gay and lesbian relationships and stuff like that it's really kind of hard to say where they'll go with this and i almost and there are times where i'm when i'm thinking to myself well if they're going to just treat him this way why have this character at all if you're just going to stereotype him and that's and that's what i'm kind of that's something that's kind of keeping me going here is are they gonna you know say oh yeah by the way bullet's gay but never mind that look at all this ass he kicks yeah or or are they gonna or in the inevitable training scene with tatsumi are they going to turn him into every gay anime character stereotype yeah i'm hoping they build on the characters but they don't ultimately trope them out Mm. that's so so, i don't know to me akamega kills it's doing well but it's walking a fine line at this point so yeah it's it's yeah. ne- it hasn't been annoying. The fight choreography has been very good. Um, there's just one question I have: If Leone had the uh, fat guy from behind, you know, the chancellor or whatever the heck his name was, why not just well, snap his neck? Or are you going for the Death Note kind of thing where you just make sure that everybody is killed with swords? <laughs> that's my question. <laughs> why not just you have him dead to rights? Why not snap his neck? It's probably more fun to stab people. Yeah. Well, that and I thought Akami's sword was like special or something. I don't know. She has a Sephiroth sword at this point, so. Well, well, well. From what I noticed, I think it was in like episode one when she kills the two guards, the one that she didn't outright kill. Like the blood started doing some weird stuff. Like, so, yeah, some weird stuff, and then he dies, and I'm like, because I I know she met I like 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 
the guards image like don't get hit by this sword or otherwise you'll be infected or something so there's something more to that sword than what leads to believe but i'm probably assuming they did that for some or she they did it that way for some specific reason but either way Who hopefully knows? that gets built on later on i'm sure it will be because you know this is classic chekhov's gun you know if you see it's like hey you mentioned that this sword is possibly capable of something you got to bring it up sometime later in the third yeah. act so you know yeah. if a gun is uh, if a shotgun is on the wall in act one it should be there in act five it should be used in act three oh, right. at some point it should be used but yeah oh what did you think what did i think i think that this series is going in the right direction but i do mm -hmm. think that I, I honestly think at the end of the day, if this series was going to do something terrible or just be complete crap in the end, I don't think Toonami. I don't think Toonami would have picked it up. So, mm. well, um, don't forget. I think they only watched like one or two episodes. They don't have time to watch everything. Yeah, I'm sure. I was gonna say because I, I think well, Jason said multiple times he only watched maybe the first three episodes to get a feel for it before they decide. Yeah, but they have to. But but you have to remember too, like um, Adult Swim's. Um, Oh, what is the department I'm trying to think of here? Um, the one that screens everything before it goes on air. Um, S&P, Standards and Practices? S&P, yeah, that's what I was thinking, yeah. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm sure they've watched it, and I'm sure they have more of an idea of how this series is. And I don't think, again, that Toonami would put a crappy series on if they didn't think it was going to do well. You know? um, I can always call Tenchi GXP. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the public, the public <laughs> opinion of Tenchi GXP. Shut yeah. up. I was going to say it. It's like, I mean, they put Tenji GXP thinking it would do good, and then look what happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, again, I would still argue that it, it, they, only, they only watch up to a certain point before they make their decision, and then if it's like, oh, shit, it goes the wrong way, they kind of have to eat stuff. Right, but this is what you got to remember, too. This is Sentai Filmworks, mm -hmm. you know? You're bringing on a new anime, anime licensor, and, you know... Quite frankly, they could have a terrible dub. They could have something go wrong with this series. So I, I think that in this case, and only maybe this case, that they probably went in and went, okay, let's let's at least make sure that this is a good show. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't think that they would with this being first, Sentai's first series on Toonami ever. I don't think that you would want to be like, oh yeah, whatever, it's fine. Like it, like for example, like whatever Funimation series they want to bring on next, for example. Like, oh, we watched two episodes, it's fine. They can trust Funimation because they've seen, you know, they've had many of their dubs. They've, they know that Funimation takes care. And if they, they get a lot of response from fans, they're going to put that series up. Whereas this is the first show ever from Sentai. I know I'm, I'm saying this, but this is something that we definitely have to continue to say and say and say, you know, this is the first series from Sentai that's ever been on Toonami. So you want to make sure that it's a good series and it's a good one. That's the good first series out of the gate to get people to be like, okay, I want to continue to go and watch these Sentai uh, series beyond Toonami. You know what I mean? So mm. I would well, think that in this case, they definitely did take extra care. Right. Well, I mean, you never know. I mean, people can turn on a series rather quickly if something happens. But I think the big difference between Akamega Kill and something like Tenshi GXP is that um, Akamega Kill is more of a pure action show, it seems. Right. Like, that's what I've yeah. been getting from these two episodes. And that's something that it, that definitely fits the quote-unquote tsunami mold. Right. The reason why, like, again, like, Tenshi is 
normally was a was a huge series on Toonami. It did well when it was on Toonami. So people, you know, obviously, you know, Toonami's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna put I'm gonna put a a series up from Tenchi from Tenchi Muyo and see how good how it does because normally they've done really well all of them at least in the ratings they have. So, you know, I, I mean, that probably was in there. That Well, there again, that, that was when Toonami first came back too. So, you know, they're trying to uh, test the water, so to speak, and see what would work and what would not work. And obviously, Tenshi Muyo's series didn't work. So and I still yeah. I still think people had too much expectation for it being the older, more toward the original than anything. Right, Whatever. Right. I mean, this was. An, this I'm. Was I'm, kind I'm of, just glad they willingly admitted two years after the fact that yeah, it was ultimately a bad idea because when you go from twelve thirty to freaking three thirty or two thirty, it something's gone horribly, horribly wrong. Right. Well, I mean, well, it wasn't hit. It wasn't hitting in ratings, which is right. the which is the be all end all when it comes well, to a TV block like this. It was coming become, back after, but we're going off topic at that. Yeah, point. it's exactly. Let, let's let's. Well, I think we should be done with that. Let's get to right. the talk. Yeah, we are horrifically off topic at this point because this is the Akimega Kill recap, not, you know, Tenshi Buyo GXP. Why? <laughs> For the 20th time. I, I, I still want to see War on Gemini at some point, though. But continue. So, by the uh, final word on that, yes, I would like to see War on Gemini myself, mostly because I haven't. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Thank you. I want to see it, too. So, this one, uh, so, the first talk back actually came from last week, but it was so good, and actually kind of sums up uh, what I thought about uh, Akamega Kill in its first episode. Uh, I couldn't pass this one up. So, this is from at EnviroBlazerD. My theory on why Akimega Kill is so successful, it speaks to the middle and lower classes disenfranchised by the wealthy. Sounds similar to how Attack on Titan worked in some sense. In a sense, yes. It's, it just didn't feel as uh, overt at times. They, uh, or, or they weren't screaming in your face how you're going to die every 15 seconds. This one actually kind of actually makes <laughs> a point where like everyone's like, yeah, the prime minister's kind of a dick, but don't say that out loud or you'll get killed. <laughs> they actually make it a setting point. Like, mm-hmm. like a hard, like, this is where we are. This is what's going on. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and also, don't mention. Also, don't uh, mention anything about Night Raid Tihi. Yeah. Uh, at that faithful says, Bullard is a dandy guy, and he's a man's man. So, ladies, hands off. <laughs> <laughs> he's all about the booty. <laughs> and well, the uh, wonderful heart-based uh, lens flare effects too. He's a dandy guy in armor. <laughs> By the way, did you know? Did how many people notice that it actually had a heart-shaped pompadour at the end of his pomp? I didn't see that. I didn't I, notice. I, really? Well, there are only a <laughs> few times where the pompadour was straightforward, and they were very short to me. But I was also twittering, so mm-hmm. I'm not watching it all the way. But I, I, I just had a laugh when it was like they, they finally show him and is just without the armor. And I'm like, Dandy. <laughs> see, that's the universal thought <laughs> everyone was having. <laughs> Wait, Dandy. It's Dandy. Who knew? Pionium turns you gay in some universes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and incredibly jacked. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Of all the dandies that exist in the universe, one of them is Bullet. <laughs> At Phantom Star 64 says, You know Akame may be a skilled assassin, but she can be cute at times. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, this is the kind of the vibe I got from Akame at the end of it. I like yeah. you. I like you. But I don't like sand. <laughs> at gamer for life one two three hearkening back to what we all thought about bullet bullet is a dandy guy 
in the capital. <laughs> At Lord of the Suplex, uh, says... <laughs> I love Lord of the Suplex. <laughs> moan right there was epic enough. You know, uh, I'd likely love this show if it were more of a fighting game or JRPG instead of a TV show. <laughs> the bases actually wouldn't be that bad for a JRPG. Actually, I feel like uh, the characters belong in something like uh, the upcoming Dengeki Bunko Fighting Climax for the PS3. That too. They By work the way, both. I mean, I, I could see it like a JRPG based on the storyline or something like that, because they, they, the actually, characters actually fit both seg both types of games. I was thinking more of an action RPG, something like that. Something yeah, that something too. similar to, like, uh, to the Sword Art Online games or something like that. That would work. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh boy, we got ourselves some gold here, because Allison chimes in. <laughs> At Meowth 900, I thought Bullot was a universal space dandy. Boy, was I wrong. Still love the guy and his big pompadour. Pompadour! Because everyone loves the pomp. Yep. So, uh, that will take us to the end of the Akame Ga Kill episode recap. Uh, you know, lot to say, actually. That was, uh, more than we had last week, I think. Pretty incredible. So, uh, now we, in, with our little, keeping with our little format change that we had, uh, initiated last week, instead of to the Sword Art Online 2 recap, which will come a little bit later, we're gonna interrupt it with a little bit of news, and it starts right now. News. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. So we got ourselves a little bit of news. Um, that a is not a bit of news. That is a not really. <laughs> really we'll, we'll get to the bigger news first. Keep it in your <laughs> pants, Paul. We have another <laughs> announcement that came before this. The chick is up and gone. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, big props to everybody who got that. Uh, you guys rock because History of the World Part One is a funny ass movie. Um, in block news, we are actually getting a Labor Day marathon of Michiko and Hachin for Labor Day. Yep, Labor Day weekend. That Yay. is going to be episodes four through ten, which is actually pretty cool. Um, I'm surprised. I would have. What, what episode? What episode mm -hmm. are we up to right now? I think we're up to eight. Okay, so nine and nine and ten should play by the time we get to the marathon. Exactly, okay. because uh, today is August seventeenth, and six days from now would actually five days from now would be the twenty second, and the 29th, and then that would take us to Labor Day. What week of the year is going to be completely dead? Oh, this one. This one. Okay, so what can we do on those days? Let's just do the same thing we did last year with another show. <laughs> Honestly, though, Mitsuko and Hodgkin surprised me. I would have figured they might have done like. Sao or something else, maybe maybe even another DBZ Kai marathon. I was like, really? Huh? That's what I was. That was thinking. A, yeah, that was an interest. Michiko and Hachin uh, is an interesting pick, but then again, they probably have all this stuff for a, a limited time, and especially with Michiko and Hachin, where they probably had this figured out long before they knew that this show was going to be pretty darn good in the ratings. I'd well, actually call this a rating sleeper because I didn't think Michiko and Hachin would do this well. Well, I also think that what you have to understand too is. They have a really good relationship with Funimation, hmm. so I'm sure they probably just went to. They probably just made one phone call and said, "So Michiko and Hodgkin, do you mind if we do like, you know, a marathon of them?" Oh, sure, go ahead. Mm -hmm. That's probably as easy as it was, to be honest with you. Probably. Whereas, 
I don't know if that's that thing is kind of built in with Anaplex or even Sentai. Uh, that actually might be something that's completely up to the licensor. Although, if you've noticed, a lot of times when they've done marathons, it's always been Funimation properties. Yep. So uh, going back yeah, to cool. Cow- going back to Cowboy Bebop, I believe uh, they had that New Year's marathon when it was rescued. Um, Cooler's Revenge, uh, the DBZ Kai marathon, and then uh, now we got uh, Michiko and Hotchin. See, stuff like that. So I feel like I feel like um, Funimation is the easiest to deal with when it comes to or maybe the most willing, I guess you could say, to marathon their stuff real quick. Like I, that's just why it boggles my mind. I understand that, like, because of what happened last this summer, they don't really want to take chances on movies anymore. But mm-hmm. come on, DBZ movies are like gold right now. They got you got Dragon Ball Super going on. You got Resurrection nope. F, which hasn't even come to Blu-ray and DVD yet. And you're telling me you you wouldn't do high ratings with a a, a DBZ movie? Come on! Well, maybe Jesus they're Christ. for all we know the right the rights aren't available. Maybe they just aren't because <laughs> um, a lot of times because a lot surprise of, me given what's going on with Super right now because even I'm still surprised yeah. there's no simulcast with that. It's Toei. Um, Toei is how many times I, I, have we have we heard from uh, Zach and Steve that Toei is particularly difficult to deal with? Well, I mean, it, I honestly think that. The older movies, there's probably not a problem with, but like Battle of Gods, at this point, since Funimation doesn't even have the first five episodes of Dragon Ball Super, they don't have any episodes of Dragon Ball yeah, Super. Exactly, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even think they, they even have the rights to broadcast it on TV yet. So, mm. and you know, even I think they even said like, if those rights come available, it's going to be, you know, there's going to be like a slugfest for those movies. Which, I, look, I understand. And I, I don't want to get too far off topic here, but I, I understand that, you know, people are worried that it's going to go to a different network first. But guys, Dragon Ball Z Kai is on Toonami. I think their first choice is probably going to be Toonami. So well, I don't think you have to worry about that. Now, Super Super is a different case. Yeah. <laughs> Super is a different monster all in itself. But so. money talks. That's the long and the short that of it. And that's And that that's will. And I declare that the final word on this because we are getting off topic again. Thank you very much, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so, that was not all my fault. But anyways. <laughs> so anyway, we are sure. on... T- <laughs> we are on to the ratings uh, for August 8th, and uh, it bears repeating that these ratings were freaking fantastic. But first, the 18 to 49 numbers. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai, 1.25 million. That's 1,250,000. Akamega <laughs> Kill, 1,186,000. Michiko, oh, Michiko and Hutchin, 945,000. Sword Art Online 2, 807,000. Naruto Shippuden, 710,000. One Piece, 573,000, you plebeians. And <laughs> Attack on Titans, 601,000. So there we go. Those are your 18 to, 30, 18 to 49 numbers, excuse me. Total ratings for last week, Dragon Ball Z Kai, 2,015,000 viewers. Hell yes. Damn. I just, I, I just creamed in my pants. Continue. <laughs> Jizz in my pants. <laughs> Uh, Clean that shit up. Thank you. <laughs> well, hold on a second. They're, they're going to do it again, so read the next one. <laughs> Sorry, I'm oh, going geez. for two. <laughs> Akamega kill 1,822,000 viewers. Oh, God, it's all over the wall now. <laughs> one million, not one billion, but I may have misheard you there. No, it was one million. I think I had a little... 
uh, little uh, air. You're too excited, Jim. You got to calm down. <laughs> now I had a little oh. bit of an air rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> Michiko and Hotchin, one million four hundred and sixty-four thousand. Sword Art Online 2, 1,190,000. Almost misread that. Naruto Slopuden, 1,049,000. One Piece, 850,000. I can't believe you people, you make me sick. And <laughs> Attack on Titan, 917,000. Oh, I love you, Jim. So, <laughs> I have no words left for One Piece, like I said well, last Jim, week. I have no words Jim, left. I'm going to say this right now. Hmm? If... The ratings for this last week's episode aren't good. I want you to go on a tirade. I really, I want you to go on like a complete Twitter tirade. <laughs> I have no ra- I have no words left. What can I say? That it's gonna <laughs> I don't make know. I just watch. Wanna, at this I just, point, there's, uh, it's, there's I, nothing I can say. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because I mean, I I can still pinpoint when the ratings slit, but the, I, I'm just kind of more surprised that this is one of those shows that was like so drastically demanded, and now it's at two thirty. There's and, only like maybe 900,000 holding it up. And it's like, yeah, so um, refresh me again. What was all that complaining about as to why you wanted on here? And if you were, why aren't you watching it? I'm, do you need exactly. me here? Like, really? Do you guys need me here? Because, you know, Colt just dove into my brain, took the words <laughs> out and put them into his mouth only to spit them back out again. So, Well, as Jim said last week, um, we're probably going to try and see if we can get the One Piece podcast guys on because... Like, what the hell? I'd like to really, I'd really like to pick their brains after this long period of having One Piece on Toonami and see why they think that it's it's not doing as well. It should probably should be because, again, it, it's not doing bad and it's not killing Toonami like some of these fucking trolls are saying out there. <laughs> but everything's um, killing Toonami to those. Yeah, idiots. I know everything's fucking killing Toonami, of course. But you know, <laughs> real quick, like. There's just no answer. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> there to say. is. No, there is no answer, and you know, um, I don't know. I mean, you're talking about the greatest shonen ever made, and That's you're not going. watching it. That's still not whether it's still going or not is immaterial. One Piece is the best shonen ever made, and what the hell, you guys demanded it, and you're not watching it. I don't know. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> ratings no so uh ratings notes once again we went five for seven in the one million viewer uh category 71 percent of the block uh dragon ball z kai actually had a 1.2 household share akamega kill also broke the one million mark at, uh 1.0 mark excuse me at a 1.1 household which is pretty damn good for that time of night what really helped was that there wasn't a heck of a lot of uh, other stuff on. There wasn't a there wasn't a UFC event. Um, mm-hmm. We're kind of in that little dead zone between, um, you know, the uh, uh, NFL season not starting yet. So, it's, so there's a, there's a little bit of a lull there that allowed this to be the perfect storm for uh, tsunami to have some pretty kick-ass ratings this week. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty and uh, yeah. That's all I can say is that, hey, we are in uh, pretty good shape, and uh, let's see if we can ride this uh, pre-college uh, wave uh, to up until uh, college starts again, and then have people sacrifice uh, sleep on Saturdays, because who does anything on Sundays in college anyway? <laughs> Damn right. Exactly. So, um, since we have our data monkey here, we might as well right. uh, dive a little bit into the ratings a little bit, if you don't mind, Jim. Dive a little bit deeper, yeah. Um... So, 
first of all, as I've said across Twitter and I've given to Sentai and Sentai's let everybody know that Akami Got Kill is now the biggest rated series premiere on Toonami on Adult Swim. We need to make that clear on Adult Swim. Um, Cole, what was the what was the second most, if you don't mind me asking? Like, what was the biggest uh, premiere up to that point? Do you know? Uh, well, ironically, after I did that post, I got it on my Twitter because I did deleted it off my back. Uh, one of the guys over at Toonami Faithful asked me about that, and he had used my spreadsheet to do it. Now I got to pull up the actual messages because he he actually had a list and it was pretty much set right. Come on. Oh, really? Ah, it actually erases on both ends. Where's my, um, where's my elevator music? Because <laughs> yeah, right. so, uh, I think if I'm right, I, I want to say number two was, was was Attack on Titan at 1,341,000 on May 3rd. May 3rd I want to say after year, this. Yes. Yeah, last year. And I think after that... It was, it was a movie, going. wasn't it, I think? Well, it, if, if you're assuming all over, including movies, I want to say it would have been... Summer Wars, which actually I want to say Ooh. Attack on Titan was 1,341,000. Summer Wars was 1,362,000. So Summer Wars actually beat Attack on Titan as the premiere. Right, but I think it's a little... I think it's a little... Uh, right, because not it, quite it's a fair, movie. Not quite it, fair, it, you know? Yeah, that was what the Toonami United one, and it was without the movies, how did it go? And I think it was like Mega Kill, Attack on Titan... Speed read some of these. Uh, kill the kill. Meet you going Hotchkin. Yeah, you'd think DBZ Kai would be in. Wait, there, wait, wait, wait. Did you did you say Michigan another tsunami site? I, I don't. I don't. That's blasphemy. You don't say that on my podcast. Hey, we use everything possible <laughs> to do data dives. Data Monkey is quite shameless do, when doing his data dives. Yeah, pretty much. I don't care. I go wherever. I, I mean, most of my stuff comes from Son of the Bronx, and I thank him for even getting that information in the first place. <laughs> let alone getting us the 18 through 49, which we never got to begin with. Yeah, He's I been think doing this for like several years. I think all we had when we started were 18 to 34s. So, But anyway. Uh, DBZ Kai was only a 946 when it first debuted. Woo. I want to, yeah, because it's, it's a Gamaga kill, Attack on Titan, Kill a Kill, Michiko and Hotchkin, I believe, at mm-hmm. 1.14. Uh, oh, and, 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 and a Space Dandy. Yes. That's how it goes. Okay, that makes sense. Space Dandy also had the Space Dandy and Attack on Titan had the advantages of being uh, not only yeah, not only at eleven thirty, but also they were out before their individual uh, DVDs were out. So, well, Dandy was a world premiere. So, right, that's what I was. Ta- that's what I really meant to say. Yeah, that, you know, Dandy had the had a like ridiculous advantage. So nobody knew what the hell was coming. People knew what was coming with Attack on Titan if they had seen the sub. This was just the dub premiere. Yeah. Okay, so uh, given all the uh, uh, all the ridiculously awesome news that we've had, um, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention trending. Um, yeah, it was another perfect night, which we've had a lot of. We are doing a pretty damn good job of this. So the uh, United States trends, of course, were Toonami. That trended at number nine during Sword Art Online, Naruto, Shippu- Naruto Shippuden. Blah, 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 blah. Almost had a Freudian slip. <laughs> uh, One Piece and Attack on Titan. All of those were on the East Coast. No love for the West Coast, but what the West no, Coast... No, we hate you all. What the West Coast doesn't understand is that you jerks wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the East Coast. 
ungrateful. So anyway, uh, hashtag DBZ Kai peaked at number six. Akame Got Kill took the top spot again in the United States trends. Michiko and Hotshin uh, placed second. Sword Art Online 2 hit number eight. A little surprising. Naruto Shippuden at number five. One Piece at number three. Uh, R.I.P. Mary from One Piece at number four, and I'm just going to stop there because I'm going to start choking up again. Ales for the inanimate object. (laughs) (laughs) That's good storytelling right there. And and hashtag Attack on Titan at number seven. Worldwide trends, uh, we got both Akame Ga Kill and Michiko and Hachin. Akame at number four and Michiko and Hachin at number five. Which, that's pretty impressive. We went from one worldwide trend last week to two this week so well it's going to be really interesting to see how that translates to ratings because i mean last week's was pretty good what's this week's going to be like i don't know i mean don't expect uh to top it because this feels like uh i wouldn't say it's a flash in the pan but i will say that it's probably unlikely that we will hit it again um hard to say you just don't know at this point uh, for tweet counts, Toonami got 9,189 tweets. Akame Ga Kill had 6,341 tweets. Michiko and Hachin had 2,590. And One Piece had 11,900. Which, that's I'm, it. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. confused at this point. So, mm-hmm. it does really well in the tweets, but, but yet still the lowest show of the night. You probably have a lot of people who are treating like rapid fire, you know, just really getting it out there. Possibly. I, I just find that kind of an ironic, I mean, not ironic, but really disconcerting, I guess. Yeah, that, that'd be the best way of saying it. It's like, okay, it's really high in the tweets, get lowest of the night. People are obviously paying attention to it. Those who are watching are paying attention. So, I don't know. Uh, so, final trending notes here are. Uh, Akamega Kill uh, at StatTweetSticks. Wow, that that makes my lips curl in a figure eight there. <laughs> anyway, that uh, firm on Twitter reported a 700% increase in popularity at 9.43 p.m. Pacific. And Sword Art Online 2 had a 1,300% increase in popularity at 10.47 p.m. Pacific. Woo! Yay. So, <laughs> oh. Excuse me. So anyway, uh, on to the miscellaneous talkbacks that we have. At Bermudez728 said, there will be a Michiko and Hachin marathon on Labor Day weekend. How about One Piece on Thanksgiving Day? Um, possibly, maybe if you beg them enough. <laughs> Just make it like uh, all One Piece, like the Mystery Science Theater marathon or the nonstop Nicktoons weekend like we, that we enjoyed when we were kids. <laughs> If you guys don't remember that, you probably weren't old enough to uh, know that it existed. At Yuhu underscore dude, One Piece, the one series that will make you cry over inanimate objects. It never gets easier. Yeah. Not another one. At Blatch Zero said, shall I just leave the phrase going merry here and let you cry over it? One Piece wins yet again. Still amazing. I I had so much fun during that episode, but people would hate me for what i did <laughs> yeah don't say it <laughs> I, I, don't. I won't I, I, I won't but if you just go back on my tweet you'll be like i hate you so much right now but it was so much fun because i'm a horrible person <laughs> that's because you're a fucking <laughs> horrible person hey! 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 where the hell have you been dude <laughs> uh, 
I'm doing the one thing that most army men do. You don't never leave your buddy stranded, and my best friend was stranded, so I had to go and pick him up. Ah, uh, so you're doing the uh, you're doing the uh, federal government thing and bailing a guy out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never leave your bro behind, no matter what. Drinking, stranded, no matter what. <laughs> Shut up, Didi. <laughs> so you can hear him. By the way, Darrell, I did offer him some bananas, but he didn't want to take any. Don't worry, I got a black banana for him later. <laughs> I feel like we should restart the show. I feel like we should restart the show now, but we have so much gold beforehand, no, 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 and that no. uh, that uh, entrance was so perfectly timed. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, people, for being late, but uh, you know, you never leave your brothers behind. Uh, you never do. And you know what, Durrell, I was about to say, I wish Darrell was here to for this talk back because guess what? This is probably the best talk back of the night, and I think Darrell would appreciate it. Let's hear it. At Khaki Blue Sox says, Monica Rial plays a black person better than anyone in a Tyler Perry movie ever could. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I ain't going to even much lie. Monica Rial really does play a black person better than any black person in a Tyler Perry movie. That is talent, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Especially yeah. after hearing her in the same voice all this all for all, for all, all of her other roles. It's like, wow, that's actually Monica Rial. I if you really, want to ask confirmation. What did I say, people? <laughs> I know. It, it, it's just surprising because the only voice you ever really hear her in is that squeaky little, voice. Yeah, the smaller, like the more like lighter, higher octave girl tone. Mm -hmm. No, every time I hear freaking Monica Real, man, as Michiko, I'm like, damn, so many memories. <laughs> and the way she smacked Hachin every time, I'm like, damn. I was like, it just brings back memories, man. <laughs> Too many memories. <laughs> mama smack you across the head. What you say, boy? None, mama. <laughs> I'm sorry, mama. <laughs> Seriously, getting smacked across the head, man, it's not a real good thing. And she just plays the black mama role so well. <laughs> she really does. <laughs> Meowth 900 strikes again. At JSTAR's Victory Versus Plus review, the only time I'll ever see Gintama, Hunter Hunter 2012, and Kuroko's Basketball on Tsunami. Hooray! Yep. Yeah. See, the <laughs> guys my knowledge, Street, it's, making this shit ham again. Colt? To my knowledge, I don't even... I think that's still only Japanese dub. I know the English had... I, I, it, it had English UI, but I don't think they ever overdubbed it. No, they didn't. Probably because it would have been too expensive to do so. And you probably have a lot of licenses there that are at with different uh, yeah. uh, license holders in kind the United States. Kind of figured as much, but it, it was just one of those ones where it was like, it'd be kind of kick-ass if they all worked together for once. Yeah. Like, just get all the VOs and just actually pay the money to do that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, you know, that's that's probably more than the budget they had for that game, which is probably... the Kickstarter it! The, Kickstarter it. <laughs> the localization budget for uh, J-Star's victory was probably uh, that of a bologna sandwich. So, More than likely. <laughs> very More than likely. likely. By the way, if you, whether you have it on PS3 or PS4, get that game because it is awesome. It's, uh, like, it's basically the console version of Jump Ultimate Stars that I wanted way back in 2007. Which says a lot, uh, and says a lot about my gaming habits that I know about Jump Ultimate Stars. Yes. You are, you're one of the gaming aficionados, man, but, you know, I know I don't play video games, but damn, that video game review and promo, man, like, damn. I was like, I would literally buy a game system just to play that. 
Right. Although this also adds something else for when Denke Dengeki Bunko Fighting Climax comes out, it does have a few Sword Art Online characters. Could we possibly see a review of that? I hope. It's another fighting game. So. And I like fighting games. Oh, yeah. Fighting games are good. Fighting games are good for your soul. <laughs> yes, they are. You know, you get to take out the rage against people. I mean, like when <laughs> I used to play games. Uh, assuming they don't rage quit and just DQ on you. But that's why I like <laughs> Mortal Kombat 9. They actually reward you for it. <laughs> and yeah. in Mortal Kombat 10, they uh, actually punish, right. actively punish 10, players. Who, 10. 10 was yeah. the one that actually punished it. 9 was just the standard stuff. Yeah. But 10 was head explodes. Quitality. Quitality. I love you, Netherwhelms. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I just want to buy that they play Tremor because Spoke's not in it. Damn it. <laughs> So, uh, that's about it for the news, and that will bring us to the Sword Art Online 2 episode recap. And that will begin right now. Sword Art Online 2, Episode 19, Zeken. After agreeing to meet everyone the next day, Asuna logs out of ALO to have dinner with her mother Kyoko. Dissatisfied with her daughter Hi, being... <laughs> <laughs> no hanging wires! No, 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 more like... <laughs> more like fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That too. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I gotta steal that. Yeah, but yeah. Dissatisfied with her daughter being a gamer, Kyoko has hired a personal tutor for Asuna so she can speed up her education, and she was given an application for a high school that would be able to efficiently prepare her for college at a faster rate. Asuna also realizes that Kyoko investigated Kazuto as she objects to their relationship. Asuna abruptly leaves, but not before insulting her mother. In her that room, whole moment was just horrifying. And also for the people who were saying that she had no character... You can now politely at least be somewhat quiet. Because that was a lot of character right there. She had a character, and then La and then was had it taken away, and then she got it back. Yeah. <laughs> In her room, Asuna laments about how she wanted to stay by Kazuto's side, and the fact that, while she may have been powerful in SAO, she was powerless in the real world. The next day, Asuna meets with Kirito on the 24th floor of New Aincrad, and Kirito shares impressions of Zeken. Lifa, Lisbeth, and Silica then arrive and remind them that Asuna had a duel to get to. At the island, Asuna discovers that Zeken is actually a girl named Yuki. Not before we see somebody fall out of the tree in Pratfall. <laughs> and the wonderful fight, and then the Sam Saran moment. That was a really then, good setup. And then you, then there was the part where you interrupted the rest of the episode recap. Yeah. Asuna challenges Yuki and finds out how <laughs> skillful she is. During the duel, Asuna tries activating her rapier sword skill Quadruple Pain, but Yuki manages to block her attacks and then activates her own sword skill. Suffering heavy blows, Asuna activates her original sword skill Starry Tear. However, while Asuna had used up her last attack, Yuki's sword skill is continuous. Before she could defeat Asuna, Yuki stops her assault, then states that she was satisfied with the duel. Yuki then takes Asuna to Aincrad where she asks for help. And that's it. Yeah, it's like getting your ass beat, then uh, Bully's like, let's be friends now. <laughs> well, uh, sh there was never any malice with um, with uh, Yuki. She was just like, yeah. It's like, it was hey. a simple duel. Hey, I like fighting. Oh, wait, you're strong enough. Okay, let's do the... Here, help me out with something. I'm not going to tell you until next week. 
Same bat time. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Right now they're going to smoke weed. That's all. <laughs> awesome. Which is which is also more interesting. <laughs> no, Jen. None for you. Alki. I can't smoke. It causes all kinds of crap in my throat. All kinds of uh, havoc in my throat. Yeah, don't worry about it. You ain't missing none. <laughs> no, we're not. Not anymore. I can't even enjoy a cigarette after I freaking uh, drink. <laughs> oh, you, no, no, no. You don't ever drink cigarettes after you drink. You, you smoke a cigar, man. <laughs> <laughs> drink cigarettes? Ew. <laughs> Drinking blunt, smoking 40s. <laughs> Yeah, that's how you do it. Rolling fatty, smoking blunts. Who's got the blunts? You got the blunts. Yeah, see, it comes. It takes the real to come in and just cause all kinds of havoc. And I know y'all probably, I know y'all probably really cohesive at this point. See, Darrell's got to make up lost time, kids. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> he came in. Uh, he came in about sixty uh, percent of the way through the podcast, so he's got to find a way to make up lost time. Hey, I'm gonna entertain you some kind of way. <laughs> So Darrell on to, brings oh. out the drunkity. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a lie. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> Hell, I ref- hey, look here. I used you as a referral source yesterday. I don't know that much about wine, for real. Nah, that's your, true. That's your true. spirits, your cognacs, your whiskeys, your vodkas. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> you know, I don't do wine too often. Nah. So oh. anyway, on t- <laughs> what did people think of this episode? Before I, I look you, over at my bar and see all this alcohol just uh, giving me the sirens call, which I shouldn't have. Start doing shots. <laughs> I don't think we need everybody drunk at this point. Shut up, Data Monkey. Nobody <laughs> asked you. Nobody the Tsunami Faithful anything. Drunk. You can drink a little too. <laughs> the Tsunami Faithful Drunk Cast. <laughs> oh, God. Drunk on Tsunami. It baby. will happen. At eventually. some point, yes. Sponsored by Goldshogler. Goldshogler. <laughs> Sponsored, uh, sponsored I by the episode. Sponsored was... by McAllen Dis- Distillery because damn it, we got class. Yes, <laughs> anyway, sorry, Cole. Continue. <laughs> no, that's fine. I I, I actually like the episode because I amazingly I haven't read ahead for this one, so all you can shut up about that. <laughs> you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I, I was actually rather surprised to see that Austin's mother was such a bitch. I mean, wow. That what? was. I know. Why are you surprised? Rich people are assholes like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> Not all of them, but it it's just like wow. Okay. Oh, uh, well, in fiction, that's well, usually how it goes. Well, rich yeah, people- in, in fiction, the rich people are complete jackasses. <laughs> if, I would have expected being- at least some sense of I- empathy for her daughters. Like, nope. And it's just like wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, t- by the way, remember that one guy you tried to hook me up with the first time? That wasn't my fault. That was your father's. Doesn't change the fact that he basically tried to rape me. <laughs> Yeah, and also sure. doesn't change the also it also shows a disturbing lack of empathy that she was in a game for two years, almost died about a zillion times. And it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, your studies because you were stuck in that stupid game. Bitch, that stupid game almost killed me. Thank you. Like, I, I love I, I love the line way. where I love the line where she's like she actually said I killed people. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, no, no, no. There was her mom was like, you know, we're we're trying to get your, you know, we're trying to get your life, so that way you have you have a really good life. And she's like, you're trying to set me up with some random guy, basically. And she's like, True. that's starting your new life. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, really? Like, Aww. can she make her own choices? Can can we can we have that, please? Apparently not. 
least not the way this show has been consistently doing that to her. So. I ain't gonna lie, man. This bitch actually made Ragio look like mother of the fucking year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> well, no I know hard, but they're, they're all on the same level of complete bitch. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, all they, on they, the same. They, yep, they are on the wait, same wait, wait, level of douchebaggery. I think we have a music video now. Bitches of Toonami. Would <laughs> 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 that have just fallen under the villains of Toonami video, or did they not do Shut that? Shut up, account? Bitches of Toonami. <laughs> <laughs> bitches Humor of Toonami, including Leone and Nakame. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, and then after all of that, they went to that wonderful little dual skit, which, which once again shows the very good animation this show can do. That's Although, that's what makes it so maddening is that this show is so good in so many other areas and cannot get its storytelling together. <laughs> I think the storytelling is together. It's just done horrible ways where they take out critical information from its original source. But the problem that's is that's always he, been my problem with it. But here's my uh, here's another rebuttal is that the same guy wrote Excel World. And that is a, in my mind, that is a far superior show. And uh, I've never actually read the light novels. I have to take it by the, I don't even know if right. those light novels are localized. And yeah, so. I know like, Log Horizon was one of my friends. I'm not sure about Excel. I have to look it up. I don't know about Log Horizon. I don't know if it came from a manga or, an, or a uh, light novel. But regardless, um, Excel World is so much better in so many ways that's a show i want for tsunami is excel world pending uh you know maybe if viz has a uh it does uh who knows what the what's going on between tsunami and viz i'm not even i'm not going to speculate let's but not open that can of worms tonight let's not but but like the same guy wrote excel world and it, it is in so many ways it's it has a lot of things that a lot of elements in it that this is where Sword Art Online should have been, and it's like, okay, so what happened? <laughs> I, I, you well, know what, if, if, if you go by those tweet pictures of the bonus features, it almost seemed like he had stopped caring at that point. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, also didn't really have a whole lot of character. That's not what you should be saying about your own product. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? Oberon. No! <laughs> I mean, he, he was a good villain, but... Why would you pick that as your favorite character? It's either a really well, bad personal admission or something else. <laughs> I no, pretty, I, I, I've, come, I've, I've stopped wondering at this point. Um, so it, it seems like the, the creator of Sword Art Online was trying to take, put real life into this anime series. And while some of that is very was very successful, others, as we can see from fan reaction was not so much successful. So I think that's well, part of the way you why. define as successful at that point. If you're talking the reactions, then hit and miss, depending on what you look at it for its actual popularity and how much it, or how well it's done in the Americas, it'd be considered a success or just yeah, overall, exactly. if we're going to, if yeah. we're going to do that, we might, yeah. I mean, now we're not, we're not going to go into, we're not going to talk about it. Cause no, we're not going to, I know. we've had that. We've, we've already put the kibosh on that. So, yeah. but you know, I, I think this part of sort out online will actually give, hopefully give Asuna a lot more, I hate to say it, character, um, and bring her back into the picture like she was in the first part of season one. So, Well, maybe actually, maybe give her a character arc for once. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or, well, you know, already they're 
on their way because they're letting Asuna do something. She's taking, right, well, she's yeah, taking she, the lead she, in this. Uh, yeah, arc. She, yeah, she's effectively become the lead character, and everyone's technically happiness. Kazuto isn't nearly as overpowered as he technically is because Zekin is obviously way more leveled up than he is. Mm, yeah, there's always that, but it bears another question. It's like, okay, so how did she get to be that way and this and that and everything else? So, Which, which they do discuss, and the phrase full-timer comes up, which will be an interesting... Full-timer mean probably like making money or something like that, but I don't know. Well, I'll, we'll let the answer... Technically speaking, no, we'll GGO, let, but that's another discussion, so we'll I won't even bother. The, I was going to say, we'll let, the, uh, we'll let that answer fall where it may. Yeah. So... Don't, so no no spoilers no tangents please we've already gotten enough of those today <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> but Jarrell's here now now we get more tangents because he's here but don't the, blame but, the black man but his tangents are related to alcohol yeah <laughs> oh, that makes it better yeah okay. hey alcohol is fucking important it man. does Al- it makes everything better. beer helped build civilization don't you know that exactly yep people couldn't drink water back in England they drank beer and rum you dumb on to the tsunami talk packs yeah pretty much <laughs> i and i don't Sorry. have and i don't have a lot on sword art online too because well you i asked for good talk backs and well either people tried too hard or were had their brains fried by my uh, request either way we can't stand success with that <laughs> no i think they just got into the love nectar <laughs> Meaning, meaning Jarell's uh, No, 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 no. It's no. a whole different thing. Different thing, different show. Shimoeta, Shimoeta, if I'm not mistaken. So There you go, sir. So, <laughs> go watch that show because it's so absurd, it's hilarious. It'll be, it's on Hulu. And talkbacks. Yes, please. Because uh, I was going to get to that. Uh, <laughs> at, at Yoohoo Dude. Aw, how cute. Asuna finally gets some character development. She still pales in comparison to Sinon, though. Yes, we are not gonna uh, have yeah. we are not gonna have waifu yeah. wars on this. Exactly, we're not having a pissing war. No, no, we're not gonna have a waifu war. No more pissing contests. We had enough yeah, of that. We, we all know that the rails win pissing contests because I piss out the Ganges. <laughs> oh God, oh God! <laughs> I'd say you have to pee like a racehorse. But anyway, moving on. Moving on. Oh jeez, make my padded cell comfortable. Uh, <laughs> At Lord of the Suplex says, Annie and Skullgirls, Ryuko and Kill a Kill, and now Yuki in Sword Art Online 2. Sinderica makes it, uh, Erica Mendez makes every sword woman badass. Every character she makes uh, awesome because, I mean, she can even make Pac-Man sound good. Waka, 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 waka. <laughs> but also uh, Magi in, uh, also uh, Aladdin and Magi because yeah. I almost called it Magi and Magi. So, no, that doesn't work. Annie almost got the position in Skullgirls. Oh, well. At Mr. Tibbs says, The Asuna versus Yuki fight is one of the best fights in the whole show. Nice to see Asuna go all out for once. Yeah, it was nice, man. I love to hear those swords sing. Mm-hmm. And finally, at JCMon05 says, I found the conversation between Asuna and her mom very interesting. Hmm. Characters not named Kirito interest me more. Not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> And now, and cue the picture for Excalibur. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all I have to say about that is um, Kirito is kind of a blank slate, so I guess that kind of makes him, by its by general definition, 
he's kind of not meant to be an interesting character because he's supposed to be something that the viewer uh, projects himself onto. He's he's meant to be a maybe not a stereotypical, but a gamer who plays maybe like four to eight hours a day. Too much. Not like esports, but just a little too much. <laughs> that yeah. and he's a dork too, so it's like, well, there's the cute and adorable side, and his hyper feminism look is another weird factor. I just uh, attribute that to the art style. That too. <laughs> So, uh, we have ourselves an email here, and uh, someone put War and Peace on here. So, Thanks, <laughs> motherfucker. You read Tolstoy. At oh, you just got it from me and Jim. <laughs> At Blatch Zero emails us, saying, With all due respect to Jim for having brought attention to this since the very beginning, and Paul for bringing it up, bringing it up then, I found that One Piece discussion to be complete nonsense. It's doing great at 2.30, and while it may not be doing as well as it was in the past, the numbers it has been getting are near the top limit for the 2.30 slot. In Toonami's history, the best ever 2.30 a.m. telecast was 889,000 for an episode of Bleach that aired on November 22, 2014, which was also tied by One Piece on April 25, 2015. I don't think it's possible to get any better than that. As for the part about moving it up, well, you're going to have to live with that since Naruto Shippuden regularly beats it based on both total numbers and probably overall fan demand. They exist, I just don't know where they are. There is basically no room for it to move up, drink, unless it suddenly channels white lightning and goes on a mega streak of 1 million plus episode ratings. This is another reason why I want to see 1130 back, because, as I have said in the past, we need more space on the block for premieres, and so the long-running shows can have a chance to breathe. TLDR yeah you got that right there's nothing you can do about it but it's doing great and Tsunami says they'll keep it on as long as it's doing great so I see no reason to discuss this any further even though I did so in conclusion whatever you want guys it's it's 2.30 in the morning no this this belies the fact this uh the argument is not entirely sound and I'll tell you and I'll tell you why Go ahead, Jim. Because One Piece initially came on, I believe, at 1 a.m., if yes, I'm yep. not mistaken. Yeah, it yep. premiered at 1 a.m. Yeah, which they is, moved. Um, it, it, uh, this is what happened. Thundercats was at 1. Um, when they premiered One Piece, they moved it down to 1.30 and put One Piece at 1. Mm-hmm. So so that's that's a humongous problem that belies the problem that people weren't watching it when it originally came onto the block despite I, impressive fan demand which I is, would yep go, sorry. Ahead. yep go ahead well well what i would say was when it first started it was actually doing fairly well getting multiple millions a week the way i've always seen it was it was right when lucci started the monologue about why cp9 was in any's lobby that was when people had stopped watching Right, but it also, uh, but like I said, you know, people need to. Uh, there's a need for consistency there, and with the con- with the quality of shows we've been getting on Toonami, especially since One Piece has come onto the uh, block, it's um, it, it kind of uh, defies uh, logic that people demanded this show so much and then didn't, uh, back it up when the show was getting moved down and then moved down and then moved down. Right. And so, I mean, I can understand where he's coming from, but unfortunately it doesn't speak to the problem, to the original problem that I was talking about. This problem that was a, that was, uh, um, I, I, that, 
led to various Twitter rants, led to various uh, rants here on this podcast. Jim on a soapbox. Jim on a soapbox. Exactly. (laughs) You guys, I mean, I, I hate nothing more than seeing people demand a show, demand something, demand something, and then say, okay, we got it. That's good enough. I guess I won't watch it. I get it. We got it. That's enough. I mean, and how many right. times did that happen to Inuyasha on the old <sighs> Adult Swim action? And mm-hmm. it's and it's a deja vu of that. Exactly. So as you can expect, as you can expect, I saw this exact same thing happening to One Piece, which I think is a fantastic show, uh, which I have been very bullish about from the beginning. And this sh- uh, to the point where I've said this show should be leading off Toonami. If before this was before Dragon Ball Z Kai came, so. Don't get your knickers in a twist, kids. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen now that that's there. Yeah, not now. <laughs> no, that was this was before we got Dragon Ball Z. So just to clarify, this was before, this was before it got over two million. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. And heck, this was like I said again before Dragon Ball Z even came to the block because I knew that wasn't going to happen as soon as DBZ Kai was acquired. But to it's just the whole intent of the of everything is that. You wanted this show so bad, and I can, you know, I remember, like it was yesterday, the pop that One Piece got from the crowd at Momocon in, 2000, in 2013. And what happened, you know, it, it was, you know, people supported for a little bit. It's like, yeah, it's not going anywhere, or something, something to that effect, and just stopped watching it for one reason or another. And right. if you really wanted to support this, you would DVR it and watch it. If you don't have a DVR, find some other way to watch the Toonami version. Well, and yeah, go ahead, Paul. If I if I could just jump off of that real quick. Yeah. Um, for, first of all, we never, me and Jim never said that it was doing bad at that time. So we actually said that it was doing good, and mm-hmm. that there's no need to sit there and be like oh panic button we got to take one piece off it's killing tsunami no it isn't even that it's the fact that it got down to that uh time slot in the first place is the argument that i'm is part and parcel with the argument that i'm making right And, and you know one of the things that pissed me off was and i'm gonna use ship it in in this case um ship it in was was constantly doing 1 million viewers at 1 a.m and when adult swim went well we're going to, you know, we're going to decrease your block to this three and a half hour block, you know, and they had to move it all the way back. I was kind of like, really? Like, you're going to do this to Naruto Shippuden that's actually, you know, doing over a million. And, you know, now it's back up to that, which is great. And I'm glad for that. But that that right there pissed me off because here's a show that was actually doing well. And they moved it back. You know what I mean? And okay, granted, fine. The premieres have to be up front. I get it. I'm not going to, I have no, I'm not pissed off about that. But it was just like, you know, that was really working for them. And we actually found something that broke the 1 a.m. curse, so to speak. Because for a while there, the 1 a.m. time slot was doing shit. Mm-hmm. And it's not I- doing well at all. <laughs> And now it's the more uh, understandable 2 a.m. time slot because, you know, hey, bars right. close. What can I say? <laughs> and, and One Piece, you're, you're right. One Piece has done very well at that time slot, and it's going to continue to do well at that time slot. It's going to be interesting to see this next week, this next or last week's uh, ratings from this previous weekend, if it's going to actually 
be higher because I would expect for this caliber of episode that we just had for it to be higher. I'm not saying that it's going to be over a million, but you know, those nostalgic big one piece fans out there, like you you would expect them to actually be tuning in for this episode. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're, we're talking about what's really infuriating is that this is one of the best arcs on the show. This is one of the, this is Annie's lobby and uh, the uh, water seven arc. Those are universally loved as some of the best arcs in One Piece. It's constantly uh, fighting with, thr- uh, you know, constantly in the conversation with Thriller Bark, and uh, for some people, uh, Arlong Park and uh, Punk Hazard and other uh, arcs like that. Is to because uh, you know debates still rage over which ones are the best, which arcs are the best best in uh, One Piece. And I say to people. If you're not watching this, you know, one of the more emotionally charged and, you know, just one of the best overall arcs on the show. If you're not watching this, what's it going to take to get you to watch anything regarding this show? Exactly. I mean, like I said, I may not be a big One Piece fan, but I support it because Oda really does know how to pull at your um, heartstrings. And I can, I'm, yeah, I am the one of the biggest fucking Bleach fans ever, but. I still have to give One Piece is fucking props because any lobby was good and I enjoyed War to Seven and you know I have seen some of the skip the head to some of the other arcs. Hell, it's just good because you get the fucking payoff that you want with One Piece. Other anime really don't do that. I ain't gonna talk about Al Noah Zero <laughs> But you know, that shit was dissatisfying, but One Piece builds you up and then you get the payoff at the end. Mm. You don't get leave. You don't get left hanging. So I don't know. I mean, I feel there's nothing more I can say on this topic because I guess it did turn into a topic. Yeah. Well, there's nothing more. I mean, this is the second week in a row we've talked about One Piece. Yes. And all I can say is, you know, what do you? What more do you want me to say? I mean, it feels like people are trying to bait me into having another, <laughs> having another meltdown regarding One Piece. And I, I think they are baiting you, and I, and I, I, I love your your meltdown. So please, I continue. can't. Nah, I mean, <laughs> at, 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 at this point, of, when you're out of words for it, like I am, there's nothing I can do. You know, Colt. Or you oh, saying? No, I, I was just gonna say that at at this point, given the way it has gone for One Piece. It's pretty much going to stay there, mainly because the fans themselves ultimately let it happen. And there's, I mean, even if it's doing good in that situation, you have to compare it to what it did prior. Which, again, as Jim said, it makes no sense as to why it would have went from like one one thirty down to where it is now, unless the fans themselves had allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, this this like, show should be pulling. The show should have been pulling millions the whole time, and you know. Or close there, right? Or close, Hands yeah. On. It shouldn't have been going down to, you know, 750 and lower if you guys wanted it so badly. I mean, I know we have bad weeks every here and there, but even when it was at 1 uh, a.m., 1.30 a.m., it was still pulling lower numbers than what was coming after, like 2 and 2.30, which, yeah, speaks, which speaks to a lack of uh, urgency and a lack of uh, caring. I from- still blame I, well, this is my personal belief. I still think they just wanted it on there to get quote get revenge for four kids, and it's like that's really all you want it for. Nah, I, huh. I 
Nah, I don't think so. I think oh, it, uh, it goes a little bit. I'm pretty sure it goes a little bit deeper than that because one piece I, is a great I, property. I know it goes deeper than that. It is a good show. It it, it it's, it's just like mind you, while while my Twitter and social stuff are limited, it it just seemed like there were a lot of people like when they originally announced it, where it was like, where do you want to start? Like it, like at this episode or back at the beginning, it seemed like a lot of people were like, no, go back to episode one so we can get revenge for that horrible four kit dub. And I'm like. Late. The four kids dub, okay? We don't talk um, about that on. We this don't podcast. talk about I know, I know, I know, and I understand <laughs> that. But I still say to this day, oh, incredibly stupid. That theme song is still incredibly mind infesting. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's definitely a uh, uh, an earworm. But the problem remains that to People everybody to everybody who said that they wanted the show to start from episode one. You would have been the you would have been complaining three weeks after saying, "Oh well, why aren't why isn't it in HD?" Yeah. So you know yeah. these kind of people. So mostly the you people. Can never who, yeah, I mean, a lot of these people are just not going to be pleased with One Piece no matter what it does, and um, it's because of these people that One Piece is this low, and is even on a wonderful night that like we had last week is still pulling less than Attack on Titan. I know. Which and I'm not saying One Piece I'm, deserves better. It really does. I've been saying it for uh, over a year now. One Piece does deserve better. It, 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 it did. It did um, knock out the 330 slot though. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it to you like this, people. Me and Steve Yurko just gonna start knocking on your doors, putting you out and beating the <laughs> out of y'all ass. That's <laughs> it. Beating people. Right, yeah. We're gonna I be beating people. Results. Yeah, we're gonna I be beating wanna... people and sitting them down like uh, the. Uh, uh, correctional machine in um, uh, a Clockwork Orange. <laughs> there you go. I still want to see what happens once once Attack on Titan gets removed and what's going to happen or what show's going to replace that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But if they move it down uh, even more, I'm going to be incredibly pissed. I mean, you motherfuckers so have managed it. You have managed a really fucking impossible with me. You made me talk about One Piece in a manner that, you know, that I hold it up in the regards like with Bleach. And I do like One Piece. But, you know, for me to kind of get back on y'all ass about this shit, it's fucking wrong. Quit being so fucking ungrateful. Like Jim said, anime fans are probably the most ungrateful ass motherfuckers in the world because you want something and once you get it, you stop fucking supporting it. You can't do that shit. If you get all this food on your goddamn plate, you can eat every goddamn thing. You don't throw it away. <laughs> take all you want, just eat That's all you take. Analogy. That's a weird analogy, but okay. Yeah. Hey, Preach. motherfucker, I came from a Preach. black household. Uh, yeah. Hey, so, <laughs> I've been to that. I've been to that household. You know how hard it was to eat everything that was on that plate. <laughs> oh, yeah. gave me enough to. It gave me enough to feed a small army. <laughs> I, you know what? You know what? I envision Drell's mom holding a gun to your head and saying. Eat the fucking food, or I'm gonna kill your ass. Mama Max mom, would do girl. that. She would not do that. <laughs> she would not do that. My uh, God, nah, she probably so. would have just sold the rabbit up and taken it with him. You know, he was he forgot to take it with him. But hell, I ate it the next day, though. <laughs> I was in such a hurry. I was so in such I a hurry to get to my next destination that I didn't. That I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think we're we're. we're I think we're done with it. Yeah, we are yeah. quite done, and uh, that will bring us to the end of the Tsunami Faithful podcast with. Uh, uh, could we say three and a, uh, four and a half people? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Don't worry about it. I sneaked in at the last minute. Three and a half, four, three and a half, four and a half people, something like that. I don't know <laughs> if we call it a half, uh, half of an appearance from, uh, Darrell. Yeah, I know. I sneaked in at the last minute, last minute save. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, for the closing procedures, Paul, take us home. I shall. So, as usual, you can email us. It's podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, email us about anything in regards to the podcast there. Do not email us if it's in regards to the website at all. Just or anything about, about the podcast. Or about the block and, you know, financial stuff. Right. By the way, we're not Toonami for the 50th time. Uh, <laughs> podcast at ToonamiFaithful.com. I can't say that enough. Like, there's an automated fucking email that comes out of Contact Us. By, by now, if you don't know that we're not Toonami, I, I might as well just call you out like a fucking idiot. Or you um, just haven't emailed us before. <laughs> that's true. Um, okay, so you can also subscribe to us. And we'd also like you to rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, just search the word Tsunami Faithful Podcast to find us. Uh, we are Our main hub is SoundCloud.com, which is uh, SoundCloud.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. You can also use the term Tsunami Faithful Podcast to search us on there. Um, that you There you can also download the podcast. You can like us there. You can follow us there, which we would love for you guys to follow us there as well. Uh, comment on the podcast as you're listening, which – I've seen a, a couple of you start doing that, which is great. Uh, please do do that because we want your feedback, and we would love to see how you guys comment throughout the podcast. And also, um, also if I may, really quick, Paul, um, I like to uh, scour the tsunami, uh, the hashtag tsunami podcast. Uh, so either hashtag tsunami podcast or hashtag tsunami faithful podcast. Uh, you can have like a live running commentary, like what Colt does. Mm -hmm. Or uh, just, you know, make uh, comments about, uh, you know, funny things and, you know, the, you know, a lot of the Easter eggs and stuff that I like to leave on the podcast. <laughs> so uh, regarding uh, musical stuff and all that. So, uh, yeah, by all and means, again, please, please use that hashtag. Right. And, and again, that's SoundCloud.com slash Jami Faithful Podcast. Use those hashtags on Twitter to, uh, you know, follow along as you listen to the podcast. Okay, so you can like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. It's twitter.com slash Podcast. And as always, you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And if you've missed any of our previous episodes, it's podcast.tsunamifaithful.com for all of our old episodes, including our exclusives. And, of course, if you want to listen to one of the other two shows on the Tsunami Faithful Podcast Network, the Tsunami Show Rundown, and or the Absolution Sessions, you can listen to those there as well. Um, we also have what's called a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Um, as we've said over and over again, and I'm not going to reiterate this, we're looking for ways to make extra money to do the things we want to do because we've kind of hit this wall and we want to do more. We want to be able to bring you guys more content. We want to be able to go to more cons and cover a lot more things. We want to bring you guys the interviews that you guys want to hear, but in a video, not in an audio portion. Mm -hmm. So in order to do those things, we need money because things have become expensive. Short you know? of winning the lottery, this is the best way to do it. <laughs> exactly. And a lot of other podcasts do it. We're not going to sit here and explain it. You can search. A lot of other podcasts do it. A lot of uh, – the One Piece podcast does it. I mean, uh, do I need to go any further? So um, please, if you guys can help us, it's patreon.com slash podcast. That is a monthly subscription, so to speak. So if you donate a dollar, it will be a dollar for how many months that you want to donate. Um 
If you guys want to directly donate to us, like I alluded to last week, it's TsunamiFaithful.com. And on the menu bar is a donate button. Hit that, and you can donate one time, and it'll go direct to us. You won't get any prizes for that, but you know your money will be used for good uses, obviously, because, well, we can't use it for anything else. Can't even use it for Darrell's Beer Fund if we wanted to. And um, hey, way to make it sound like a one dollar donation is worthless, bro. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Kind of goes a long way. And like I said last week, so um, if that's not clear by now, I don't know what what I need to say more. Um, one other thing too, um, and we had said this on the last podcast, but that was the first one we recorded. So, uh, real quick, we are looking for some people to join our team because we'd like to report a lot more stuff uh, that's tsunami related. And, you know, it's not it, – for the, the staff that we have, we don't have necessarily all, enough resources to cover everything. So if you guys are interested in helping us out, um, it's contact us at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, send us what you can contribute to the website. Um, pretty much we're looking for someone that's actually done this before, that's done professional posts. As Darrell has uh, told me, he will be – observing these emails so uh we'll probably post something up officially on the website soon so uh look for that but if you want to email us now again it's contact us at tsunamifaithful.com use the subject um staff and um maybe we'll bring you on board mm-hmm. yeah you need to send that to like me paul or jim or a sketch also but mainly well, no, it, not, sketch, to, not sketch he's not nice sketch yeah high, well, well, when, sketch. It to, when it goes to contact us it goes to all of our emails so yeah. well, it's supposed to at least yeah but so. you know i look over stuff evaluate and i feel like y'all um you know fit the criteria that we need uh yeah it's possible that you can make it to the staff man turning it into an actual job interview and let's yeah. put it this way think of this as practice for when you uh might maybe get a job uh after us you know <laughs> yeah and and we do need to to make this clear. It's this is non. We're a nonprofit site. We don't make money for profit. This we can't. A, we're not even a nonprofit. This is purely volunteer work. If you yes, do no, this, no. if you're it's an gonna, experience job, if you're you going to, to do this, if you're going to do this, yes, you can put this on a resume because that's what I've done and I've gotten questions about it. But um, this is going to be volunteer basis only. You're not going to get paid. Uh, so if you're looking to make money out of this, then you're looking in the wrong place. <laughs> no, not even laughing. I'm just saying you're you're looking in the. If you're looking to make money off of this, you're looking in the wrong place. Love you, cult. <laughs> I like, again. I I the, the the company that I work for is basically the same way, and I call it more of an experience job. You right. use it to hopefully get a job in the field that you're going for. Exactly. I mean, and, hell. And, go ahead, Jarrell. Hey, I didn't. I didn't use a tsunami faithful as a, you know, as part of my job because like I had a job interview for the Eastwood branch. They asked me about social media. I told them about every damn thing we do on tsunami faithful, just about <laughs> because it's interesting. <laughs> and you know, also the most important thing is you have to have a love for tsunami because if you're not, if you don't love tsunami and you're not, you're just trying to do this to, I don't know, for some stupid reason, then you're not gonna. If you're trying to dig ride and just get your name out there to like to say you part of it and you're not doing anything, trust me, I will terminate you with the quickness. I show no friggin' damn favoritism and I do this with extreme prejudice when I need to. Oh, this trust is me. The reason why, 
In other this words, is the reason why in, I do human resources. In other words, stay in Darrell's good graces. <laughs> yeah, and, and trust me, we've taken out the trash. Don't you worry. So, but anyways, let's get the hell out of here. So I will start with Jen. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Tarzana. That's T-A-R-Z-A-N-U-H because I know people are confused with the spelling. And you also can find me on Ask FM. Same Tarzana as well. Monkey nudes. Monkey nudes. Colt, where can you find? Where can they find you? <laughs> they can find me in the same place as usual on Twitter at at Ambient Virus. Um, those you've been following me recently, there's been some interesting stuff I've been posting up, but it's mostly just because I like the topic. Because you suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, outside of the random, outside of the random retweets. Nanners. Uh, so, so Jarrell, where can they find you? Oh, well, you can find me at Ukami underscore Samurai 7 at Twitter.com. I do have an ask. Or on my lap. Oh, yeah, baby. Mm, so delectable, Jen. Honk. <laughs> but yeah. Continue. You can also find me on s.fm backslash Ukami75. And if you need to send me any emails, you can do that at derailmaddox at tsunamifaithful.com. Jim, where can they find you, sir? Honk. <laughs> you, you can find me at zero a la carte. <laughs> Damn it, Jen, you're spoiling my moment. <laughs> tell her, Jim, tell her. You can find me at zero a la carte 27 on Twitter. You can find me on the Nintendo Network at Rinoku95. You can also find me on the PlayStation Network at Baystar underscore boy. Also, for uh, wrestling fans out there, uh, you can uh, try and find me. Look at my Twitter. Um, for SummerSlam this coming Sunday. And uh, if you guys wanted to have a Skype party, uh, get uh, in touch with me and we'll figure it out. And if you want to see Rance, that's when you're going to see him. <laughs> <laughs> and as usual, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. Um You can also find me on Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash And you can ask me questions. Uh, it's ask.fm slash if you guys have any questions for me. So that is all for this week's podcast. Thank you guys for joining us as usual. We don't do this without you guys. And thank you guys for listening each and every week. And we only do it for you. But that's it for the Tsunami Faithful Podcast this week. Peace. We're out. Deuces! Kisses! Kisses!